Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 163, The Road Less Traveled. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there. Wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's good to be back with you. And I hope you're not experiencing too much stress as we move towards this partial lunar eclipse on the 19th of November, where the moon is in Taurus, the sun is in Scorpio, and it's intensified by Mars and Uranus also being part of this game, part of the pressure that's building. And I'm going to be talking about how we can work with this energy and how to maybe de-stress ourselves. And at the end of the podcast, I'll be offering a short meditation. So be ready. So why did I call it The Road Less Travelled? Well, I took the title from Scott Peck's book in, written in 1978, where he as a psychiatrist described the different phases of our life and that things basically can be difficult, but once we accept they can be difficult, we actually don't find them so difficult. And I think that was a very good statement. And for my part, it isn't so much about it being difficult. Maybe sometimes the choices are difficult, but once you make the choice and you follow your heart, however rough the road may be, you know you're on the right path, yes? And it came to mind because last week I decided to drive out to Mount Taylor, which is about two and a half hours from our home. And it's seen as one of the sacred mountains of the Navajo. It's seen as the mountain in the south. It's called the Blue Mountain, the Turquoise Mountain. And it has a lot to do with making decisions. The warriors would go there to make plans, to fire themselves up to make the right decisions. And maybe that's why I was drawn to go there. So I drove out and enjoyed my drive. I had everything with me I needed, little snacks and water, etc. And as I'm climbing up and I'm watching the peak of this mountain, which I was heading towards, which is about 11,000 feet above sea level, I thought, well, this road isn't too difficult. And I was on my own. There was nobody else around. I'm saying that there were no cars on the road. And I'm enjoying the mountain rising up before me. And then I came to the dirt road and I thought, dirt road? I can do a dirt road. This is easy. And then I came to the ridges and the potholes in the dirt road. And I went, I can do ridges. I can do potholes. <laughs> And I'm swaying around, just moving the car so I don't fall into any of those potholes. And then I come to a place where I see boulders in the road. And there was a point where I said, I don't know if I can take my car over these. Maybe they weren't boulders, but they were large rocks in the road. And the road had become much more narrow. It was only now one lane. And there was a sharp drop off into the valley below. So I didn't have so much swivel room anymore. And I stopped the car and I was the only person out there. And I stood out and probably I was about 9,000 feet up, 10,000 feet up. We already live at 6,000 feet above sea level. So we hadn't climbed that much. But 
I thought, this is it. I could see an easier path and I could see this rocky one. And I thought my sat-nav, my GPS had just said, well, you've only got a mile to go. And I thought, okay, I'll walk that mile. And I pulled the car in and I shut it down and I said, oh, I can walk this. But of course, this one mile was almost a thousand feet uh, elevation. And I only did a few steps before I thought, I can't do this. This is far too hard, much hard work to climb at that elevation, even for a mile. So I pulled back and I thought, OK, maybe I just give up. And then this truck came along, a service truck, and it went along this rocky road. And I thought, yes, but they're in a truck. It's easier. And then this gentleman came along and he said, well, can you go higher? And I said, well, you can, but this road is rocky. And he said, well, I've come all this distance. I think I'm going to take a chance. Well, of course, that is a little bit of my energy because once he disappeared up this road and around the bend, I thought, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And I took my time to go beyond these rocks. Sometimes I got out and actually threw some of the rocks over the cliff so my car wouldn't get scratched by them. But I made it. And it felt like the story of my life that it's not that I always say, let's look at the most difficult part, but that sometimes I have this help that comes along, like this man, who says, you can do it. And I never saw that gentleman again. I mean, I saw him only briefly. He was looking at something else at the top of the ridge. But nobody else, once he disappeared and gone back down the mountain, I was on my own. And I found that so often in my life, the universe will send me someone who will say, I'll, t I'll show you the way, but I'm not going to do it for you. Yes, have you had that sort of experience? Someone who, who says there is a path that you can follow, but I'm not going to tell you how, but it's possible. And when I got to this beautiful summit or near the summit, I could see that there was a little bit further to go, to go to what is really the sacred mountain. And having come so high and I got wonderful views, I also knew that my intuition was saying, it's not okay to climb to the summit. Enjoy it, enjoy looking at it, and then return. And I think that's also part of the intuition. Yes, I could have done this, but it felt that this was so sacred, I mustn't climb that mountain. And so listening to our intuition always is about not giving up but saying what can I do what is my soul wanting me to do but not letting the ego step in and say well I've got to get to the top of the mountain and when I returned home and I read up a little bit more about this mountain I read the Navajo say please don't climb this mountain this is sacred this is where the spirits live and I was pleased that both that I had reached as high as I had but I hadn't forced myself to go further. I had listened. And I really felt that that was the theme of this podcast. What decisions have you made that might have been a bit more tricky, a bit more rocky, that you knew you were needing to take, and they were going to stretch you, and they may have stressed you, and maybe someone had come along like a mentor and said, you can do it. And then where have you made decisions where you said, and that's enough. I don't need to go any further. I need to just do this piece and that's enough. 
And that ability to know what is the best road for you to follow, best path for us to follow, is really the road less traveled. And what I'm noticing around me, in me, is so many wonderful beings, and I include all of you, who are choosing a path that is less traveled. It may only be a path that was traveled thousands of years ago, or maybe only a few people have traveled it, or you're the first person to ever travel it, but there's a, there's a sense in you that there is a path. Yes? And I wonder how many of you, if you look back even the last, let's say three years, you think, wow, look where I am now compared with where I was. And it may have something to do with your work. It may have something to do with your family life. It may have something to do with your home life where you've, you've decided on a path that hadn't been well-traveled, but it felt so right to do it. I always had that image, you know, of seeing, coming to the edge of a cliff and taking that step, knowing that there will be a bridge even though you don't see a bridge. Yes? Have you been there? It's like nobody else has walked this way, but something inside you says there will be a way across this chasm. And it takes that energy from within you that says, what do I need to listen to? And as I will say, is if it excites you, if it feels real, if you can already see that it's mapped out, then that bridge will appear. You may not know how it's going to happen, but you already can imagine yourself in that space or feel yourself. It's as if, oh yeah, I've already done this on another level. All I have to do is do it now practically. All right? So I'm really calling on all of us to listen at that level, that knowingness. This isn't just fantasy. Oh, I know I'm going through whatever. It's in the head. There's this sense of, no, it's already happened. That path's already been walked by me. All I'm doing is now doing it on a physical level. So I'm just suggesting you look back at your life. And this would be looking back to say, have I had many decisions I've had to make in my life? And with the concept of a parallel life, if I had taken that path, it would have been fine. But I actually took this path and this is where I am now. In, in other words, no judgments. But let's say if I look at myself. So when I was in general practice, which I love doing, I love the work. I knew there was a point where I needed to leave and to expand my awareness. Now, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just knew, as you've heard me speak about, that I was dead inside. And even though I loved what I was doing, I wasn't growing. I wasn't expanding. There was nothing happening. And I was willing to put up with the dead inside because, you know, everything was going well outwardly. That's the dark night of the soul that some of you might know. And I remember a point in my life where I felt the universe, and I always call them that, my spirit guides, were saying, time to leave. And I was going, yes, but look how many people I'm helping here. 
look, I, I'm doing such a fabulous job. And as you heard me speak about last time, I'm teaching them complimentary medicine. They all want to hear what I have to say. And I could hear the universe going, we're not impressed. We're not impressed. <laughs> and I'm like, what would impress you? They just said, leave. And I think we've all been to that place where we can say to ourselves, look what a good job I'm doing, or this is where I'm essentially needed. But inside ourselves, there's a part of us that is not meeting our own, our own needs. And I wasn't, I was going to use the word expectation, but needs. I needed to leave. But my little self could convince myself that I was essential in this other situation. I had that same experience uh, when I developed breast cancer, that same sense of, look how many people I'm helping. You can hear that's a real theme with me. But again, my core, my heart said, yes, but you need to pull back, come back inside and follow your heart. Enter the, the mothership again, as I have explained, that while I was out there trying to help everybody, I personally couldn't move forward. So I had to pull my energy back into myself so I could move forward. And I think that relates to maybe many of you out there because we can convince ourselves how valuable we are <laughs> in the world. <clears throat> Why wouldn't everybody want what we have to offer? And there's a time for going out and the time for pulling back is that breath situation. So when you look back at your life, if I look back at my life, let me say it that way, I could see there would be a part of me in a parallel life that just kept going as a GP, a general practitioner. And then there's this other part of me that made the choice to leave. So whatever choices we make, this may be a little strange to you, but there is a part of you that just continued on that other path. And there was nothing wrong with that. It was just a choice you made to do this path. And we could say there were many different choices you have made in your life. So I really ask you to reflect back on choices you've made that may have been like my rocky road, where it was tempting just to give up. But maybe someone came along, and I call them your mentor, that said, come on, you can do it. And mentors are amazing beings. They often just come into our life for maybe a few hours, a few days, maybe a few years, but then they often leave. And I've had many of those wonderful beings in my life, and I hope you have. So who was it that encouraged you to take maybe the road less traveled? And how long did they stay around? So those road less traveled are those ones where you may not see what's in the distance. You may not know what you're going to get out of it. But there's a sense of excitement, a sense of of thrill, there's a sense of fulfillment, even though you personally have not achieved or walked that path in, in your mind before, but your soul has walked that path. What I'm seeing as we have got this really strong Scorpio Taurian energy, Scorpio is saying, dive deep, let go, face the mystery. Go into the darkness, go into the death. And Taurus, dear Taurus, is saying, yes, but show me the way. 
And I think that I'm watching that where the Taurus is desperately wanting security and its security comes from doing the same thing over and over again. And so when the Scorpio says, die to this, let go, you can do it, the Taurus will say, yes, but how should I do it? Or can you convince me that if I do this, everything will turn out okay? Or will you take responsibility for me doing this? And if it doesn't turn out okay, I can blame you. I'm watching a lot of Taurus energy stepping up at this moment. Excuses and questions. Some of you have heard my description of this, that when the Taurian energy, and again, this is nothing to do with you being a Taurus or having Taurus sunrise, but we it's so strong at the moment because Uranus is in Taurus. We have this Taurian new, uh, full moon coming. And so what I get is this idea of someone going to the edge of a cliff and the Scorpio going, jump! And the Taurus saying, yeah, but can you convince me that this is all going to work out okay? Jump! Yeah, but should I jump with one foot or two feet? Jump! Or which shoes shall I wear to jump? Just jump! Oh, I know, I'm going to create a store where we have jumping shoes for people. And what happens is you never jump. You help everybody else jump, but you're in exactly the same place. So while we are moving through this energy, these what we've now got is ecliptic cycles or eclipses, eclipses cycles of Scorpio and Taurus coming up next year. And the first one actually is this year. We're going to see this, this need to make change and this resistance to make change. And I'm listening to others like myself who have got Aquarian energy. Aquarian energy isn't involved with emotionality. It's involved with seeing what's happening, being the visionary, having the image that this is going to work. And I'm watching as you may present your ideas to those who have more Taurian energy and they're coming up with all sorts of excuses as why this isn't going to happen. It's going to cost money. We're going to have to make changes. You don't understand. Well, if you can explain it fully to me, then I'll do what you're saying. Yes. And I'm seeing the frustration in anybody who's got Aquarian energy to say, just do it. I can, you know, I can't guarantee how it will come out for you, but at least you'll have made the change. So if you do have any sort of Aquarian energy or that sort of pioneering energy, breathe out because the resistance to change is building. The resistance to letting go of the old is building. And it's going to get stronger and stronger. So whether you wish to just present your case to someone and then walk away or whether you just don't bother to present your case, walk away. But it's not for us or for anybody else to persuade someone why they need to change. No coercion. It's literally, I will be the one who makes a change. If you wish to follow, you may. Because time is too short now. And truly, if you've ever been in that situation, you'll know what happens is you'll say, okay, let me come back these few steps and then tell you why it's going to work and what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And nothing changes. 
In fact, you just get dragged back into the mud. You get dragged back into the spider's web where you realize that this isn't where you wanted to be anyway. I hope you're hearing me. I know you are. So here we are, we're looking back at situations we may have made choices and all those parallel lives are continuing. And it's sometimes amusing to think, I wonder what would have happened if, if I'd stayed in that job, married that person, stayed in that marriage, left that marriage, <laughs> whatever it is. Because some part of you did, some part of you just continued that path. Can you jump paths? I don't know. I think sometimes we have to go back to the beginning of the, of the decision we made to change. And we have to understand what belief drove me to make that particular decision. Because as always, the unfurling of our decisions comes back to the belief that we carry. I'll never get anything I want. I, nothing ever happens for me, etc., etc. Sometimes we have to as you've heard me say many a time, burn that belief. I mean, I don't think it's even unravel it, just burn it. But I hope you've had times like I have where everything slotted into place, even though you didn't have an agenda. So I'm thinking of a time when I was up on Mount Taylor, a time where I had gone to the San Francisco Peaks, which is another of the sacred mountains of the Navajo. I didn't know that at the time. It was my first journey to America. It's in Arizona, just near Flagstaff. But I remember, how did I get there? And it took me all the way back that back in this time, I was still working as a general practitioner and I doing energy medicine and I learned about uh, Casey, Edgar Casey, and came across the ARE and their wonderful conferences they used to have there in Scottsdale in Arizona. And I thought, I've got to go. So this was my first journey to the States, mid eighties. And when I got there, I was booked into a hotel room and I knew I was sharing a room with someone. And when I got there, I went into the room and this lady who wasn't there, but her, all her belongings were everywhere. And I went, okay, this is how the Americans do this. And so after the lectures, we both went back to the room and she said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm sharing a room with you. And she said, no, I'm not sharing a room with anybody. You, they've given you a room with someone with my same name, but it's not me. Well, by now we'd had this fascinating conversation about Finhorn and Finhorn in the north of Scotland, where it really was a very important place for me a few years later because of meeting her it inspired me to go to Finhorn and la la la, things happened. And she and I shared the room and we enjoyed this. And then one evening there was a film on about the doctors against nuclear war and against nuclear bombs. And I went there and was so inspired by the meeting at that time between the American doctors and the Soviet doctors that I immediately went home and signed up and that led me to going to the Soviet Union the following summer. And again, amazing events happened from there. So I wonder with you whether you think of those moments, you know, what was my decision to maybe read a book about Edgar Casey that took me there, took me there, took me there. And it was my decision to travel the road 
that few people were traveling on at that time. There was very little out there around med energy medicine. And, and I thought, no, this is what I want to do. And yes, I want to go to Finhorn. And yes, I want to go to the Soviet Union. So what, when have you said yes to life? And it's taken you places. And only now you look back and think, wow, if I hadn't met that person, if that, da, da, da. And you realize just how the universe really wants you to succeed is part of your cheerleading group. Yes, you can do it. So we need to plan less about what our future is, but more about making the space for that future that is already there energetically to emerge. So I'm going to just take you on this meditation if you're ready for this. So again, only if it's convenient for you to close your eyes, please to close your eyes. Short breath in, long out breath, breathing down into your body. And as we do that, we're emptying our mind, becoming innocent. Breathing out, emptying our mind, opening our heart. And let your awareness Enter your heart chakra, breathing in and out of it. Through your heart, see yourself on a path. But when you look back, there are many paths leading to this one spot. You could say this is a, a junction. You see these many paths coming here. And when you look back, you see all the choices you've made. Many of them may be very complex in terms of one led to another. But maybe you look back to your teenage years, decisions you might have made then that caused you to be where you are now or would have gone in another direction. Decisions you made in your 20s. It all depends on how old you are when you're listening to me. Decisions you may have made in your 30s, your 40s. Fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. But without confusing you, we all know what our major decisions have been often involving our relationships, our work, our home lives, and decisions that have actually happened to us without us having to put thought into them, people passing, people dying, divorces. But when a crisis happens, we make choices, choices how we're going to live beyond that. Look at those choices in your life. Look at the times, especially when you have walked a path that nobody has walked before, or very few have, the road less traveled. Look at what have, would have happened if you'd just stayed on the easier road, 
the more common road, the known road. Because part of you did. It's a parallel life where that happened. And now you are where you are at this junction point on this path. And you look ahead and the road is less clear. Because for once, we're not looking in a linear pattern. There's the past, there's the future. I'm suggesting to you that this is an opportunity to actually go vertically up. I'm having to use terms like that, but I don't want it to be a linear, horizontal journey we're going to take now. Because I'm going to suggest that an opening has appeared above you. And it kind of surprises you. Because you're, we're all used to the past and the future, but we're not so used to what we might call ascension the ability to expand ourselves. And this is the choice we're being given now. It isn't to just keep doing the same thing and hoping for a different result. It's about doing something completely different. or maybe doing the same thing with a very different energy, intention and frequency. So what baggage, what beliefs would you have to leave behind to be able to ascend? What behaviours, what patterns would not fit through this whole of ascension? What would you have to believe about yourself that would allow you to pass through this hole? You may leave those beliefs at the side of the path, side of the road. And if you're ready, allow your light body, your heart body to rise up through that hole. Feel the lightness of your body as you do this. And before you float away or drift away, just imagine that you've gone to a higher level, but there is still a path around you, several paths you can take. But now you're coming at it from a different frequency, a different vibration. You see much more. You can see the bigger picture. So 
at a later date, you can take a choice which new path you take. What's most essential is this ascension, this rising up beyond our littleness, beyond our limited viewpoint, and expanding into our light body. And recognize those who may never choose to do that, who just want transformation to be something about patching up the old and keeping it the same. They may talk of transformation, but they have no intention of dying to the old and being born in something new. Recognize that that's not your path. And that the way you feel in your light body is so freeing, so beautifully refreshing, so connected to the universe that you would never want to go back to the old ways. Now imagine that I am offering you a crystal, a gem that contains all that beautiful energy, that light energy, that freedom, that choice that brings you deeper connection or fulfilling connection to who you are and to your place in the universe. And take that gem and place it on one part of your body, one chakra, when you place it there, will never ever let you forget who you are. It will always shine you towards what matters. And having done that, please to just gently. Be aware of yourself now in the room where you are. Coming back into you, fully into your physical body, but letting your light body settle gently into it. Not restricting, but flowing so that your physical body and your light body are now merging. And in your own time to open your eyes. And I wish you a very good week. And remember that road less traveled is waiting for you. The road that will lead you always back to the fullness of who you are. Many blessings now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. 
including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.